Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on to start another football season. Hi, it's Lloyd Spence, and as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new and updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. So, head to the website and use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your, I still can't believe it, 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Look, don't forget to use promo code NFL100. It's BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. BetOnline, the online sportsbook experts, and tell them the noise maker. Popcorn Tonight, we have none other than, in my humble opinion, and I know Charlie Ward may have some, you know, disagreement to this, but the rankings are what they are, Charlie. I mean, goodness. The the best volleyball coach in the country is on with us right now, Coach Danny Busboom Kelly. Did I get it? You did. Very good. <laughs> See, practice makes perfect, guys. Practice makes perfect. I'm excited to have you on, Coach. What now? What did you say, Kendrick? I said you struggle with Danny Busboom Kelly, but you've been talking about Uge Wadley over at Clemson all year. No, because listen, it it took me almost a year to get DJ Uyagalele. It took me (laughs) almost a year to knock that down. That was like a daily just mental practice thing. But but on the website they have busboom. They, they have yeah. that there. So, so many I, people try to add like an H in there or so tempted, like, 
It's a very easy name. You're so <laughs> tempted to put the H in there. I don't know why. It just feels like an H is supposed to be there, but it's not. There's no way. <laughs> Uh, thank you for joining us. That is our, Heis our only Heisman Trophy winner to date, although we're working on the paperwork for Kendrick, but that's Charlie Ward. Uh, but uh, we do have two Hall of Famers on here, so that's nice to have and two. And we have two national two. champions on here. Uh, we do have two national champions here tonight. That is very exciting. That is very exciting. Uh, uh, who are they? Well, Kelly you, Charlie. And the, Coach the two Kelly. On the show. Yeah, it's not it's not me and Kendrick. It's you know, <laughs> we're, just, we're just guys. I don't know. We're just guys on the show. I don't know what we're doing here. But you guys are the superstars here. Um, speaking of national championships, I got to say to you, and I, we talked a little bit before the start of the podcast here tonight. I felt like I was watching a national championship game. Uh, or match, I guess, is probably the more uh, appropriate term. Um, when it was Pitt against Louisville about a week or two ago here, that was one of the most intense things I've ever witnessed. It was unbelievable, like a heavyweight fight. How do you survive something like that with your mind intact? How does that not blow your mind, Coach? Uh, there, there were times it was, but I think my mind was blown by like how – we were looking so silly at times. So Pitt, Pitt's like offense is insane. And yeah. so, you know, they hit 700 in game one. And that is, it has to be like a record or something. And I just was like, I don't know if we can recover from this. But on the same flip side, I thought there's no way Pitt can maintain that level. Like, yeah. you can't play perfect this entire match. Um, but it was, I was talking to some colleagues today and it just felt like each team was hitting harder and harder. Oh. It's like, you can hit that hard, I can hit harder. Then it was back and forth. So um, it was a pretty awesome match. What, was that, was that the best you've ever, was that the best you've ever seen since you've been at UofL? I don't know, well, you know, I, if you look at it objectively, yes. I think our upset against Texas in 2019 was the best I've ever seen. Right, right, right. But, but as far as the team and, like, both teams playing well, I've, it has to be up there. The thing that was amazing to me oh. just watching it from home was the atmosphere in the arena. Oh. I mean, that's as good of an atmosphere as, as I'm sure that you see. Because I remember when you used to be in the Yum Center, you had the crap, but the atmosphere just seemed like it was just so much better yeah. in that smaller venue because it's just so loud. Yeah. yeah that was good. I tell people, um, Ellen and Arena, it's, it's maybe just a tiny bit too small, but I'll take that over having 5,000 fans lost in a giant arena, you know? So <laughs> – and our fans were getting into it. Like, they're finally learning the ins and outs of volleyball. So when the pit coach would complain, they'd start booing him, and they'd boo the refs a little bit at appropriate yeah. time. So yeah. it, was, it was fun. They seemed educated at this one. They yeah. seemed like they knew what was going on. Charlie, you were about to jump in there with something. Yeah, I was just curious to know, um, you know, being at the top, top-ranked program, uh, what have you done um, – as a program to be able to get to that level? And that's a good question. And I get asked that a lot, especially this year. And it's hard to point your, like pin your finger on one thing, but you know, our team culture is the strongest I've ever been around in my playing or coaching days. Just 
And when I talk about culture, I mean, what sticks out is role acceptance and leadership. So we have some really fantastic leaders and we've worked hard to build these leaders the last few years. And so it's really paying off this year. So I think investing in culture and leadership has been really key. And then we're really transparent as a program. So we, we really don't have like individual meetings. We have meetings in front of the whole team. So everybody kind of understands what their expectations are. And then it just is makes it great to hold each other accountable. And I don't think there's a lot of negativity in the locker room because of that. Uh, to piggyback on what Charlie asked just now, not only is it great, feels like great chemistry, but you got there pretty fast. Like, not like you've been in Louisville, you know, 20 years or 10 years. I mean, you've only been there a little while. And yet, it. listen, the thing that was blowing me away, after every play, point one or lost, they were smiling. I was like, this is the happiest team on earth. Like, what are we? <laughs> so that, that might drive some people nuts. I've had some friends that have jumped on the bandwagon. They're like, I don't get it. You guys are like, smiling even when you make a mistake like are, do they ever get mad i'm like well they do you just don't see that i guess but um no they're, they're a competitive group and um but they also like they don't get ticked off at each other because you know they, they know everybody's on the same page i think when you see that is when you question each other's you know um i i guess their will to win or their competitiveness and you know we're all on the same page. So they're a pretty happy team overall. They may be the happiest team on earth. I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> of course, the volleyball community around here, I mean, they're strong. I mean, you think, think about, you know, you have a furrow recruiting ground with this assumption and Sacred Heart's always right there. Mercy's always been pretty good at volleyball. And it's not about being able to build a program in a place where, I mean, volleyball is big, is, is one of the slept on sports around here because it, it, it turns out a lot of talent. It really does. And that was a, a huge part of the attraction of the job here is that, you know, you're going to have great local talent, not only just in the city of Louisville, but you go, you know, 200, 300 miles outside of the city and there's great players. So we don't have to go to the West Coast or way down south to, to get great players all the time. Of course, we recruit those areas, but it's nice when you don't have to go far. But there's also I would say it's like a blessing, obviously more of a blessing, but there's so many great programs within 500 miles of the city of Louisville. So the, the great players might want to get out of town and they don't have to go far to find another top 15 program. You got Kentucky, Purdue, Ohio state, mm -hmm. Illinois, Michigan, Michigan state, they're all, all great programs, Tennessee. So those are all within uh, easy drives. But they're not. Well, we were, go ahead, Charlie. But they're not. Ahead, in I couldn't hear you. The you talking over each other. Yeah, I said they're not in ACC. Very true. They're not. They're not. So you don't have to. You don't have to compete against compete against them unless you get to the you know final four or, or in the tournaments. But to get there and also for recruiting, uh, you really don't have to compete against you know anyone within the conference. But true. Uh, those are good selling points. I was just questioning. I wanted to ask you this question. With your team, you know, being playing at a high level, and I'm sure they have a high volleyball IQ um, if they've been playing for quite some time. Uh, where does the coaching come into place? Because I've been talking to a couple of buddies of mine, and 
they're trying to find that healthy balance of allowing the players to, you know, be who they are and what they need to be to be successful. And also being, you know, as a coach, you know, how do you manage, give them their you know, leeway to be able to beat themselves in some form of fashion. And so, uh, you know, we're, how do you find that healthy balance? Huh, that's, you're, you're killing me with the good questions here, but I, um, you know, that's really, you said allowing people to be themselves. That's a strength of our program. And that's probably our number one like value. And I think as coaches, we're like that. So that bleeds into the players. Um, but when you say like, where, where does coaching come into play? I already talked about our great leadership and we have some volleyball nerds on our team, I would call them. And they're on, they watch more film maybe than the coaches do. And so when you have those kind of like generals playing on the court, it really does make our job a lot easier. And, um, and, you know, I was saying on just chatting before the show, you know, that we know we have something really special and unique this year. And, you know, we want to take advantage of that, but you know, it, it also starts with recruiting. We were just talking about that. So you got to recruit the right kids and, you know, athletes that want to be great and see the vision and know that at Louisville, it's not going to be easy. Like they're going to have to work a little extra um, to be, to be great here. And just because we we're just talking about all the great programs around here and, um, you're not just going to beat everybody easily. Well, that, well, now you're saying that, but, but like this year, you've, you've been pretty dominant. <laughs> I mean, there's, I think it's what, there's only been three teams that have even taken a set from you. I think there's been five now. There's been so, five now. Okay. That Duke got okay. on Sunday. Oh, that's right, Duke. Duke is yeah, but that—that's impressive. I mean, that is—that is—that is really impressive. But how do you? How do you beating four top ten teams? Yeah. How do you maintain that focus? Because you're hitting some real highs and and still maintaining that sense of excellence still every week, weekend, week out. Yeah. How do you? How do you balance that? Yeah. I think Louisville's not the storied program. And so we still have to have that chip on our shoulder and know that we have to earn respect in, in every match and using something different things as motivation, I think has been key and watching the Nebraska Wisconsin match on TV this past weekend, they were talking about, Oh, we can't wait for the Texas Wisconsin matchup in the final four. And, you know, there's, you know, no mention of us or Pitt or, some of these other top teams. So it's like, okay, we're, we're still, I mean, of course we're, we're getting the rankings. And so we do have some national respect, but at the end of the day, I think a lot of people doubt if we can really get it done when it matters. Well, listen, the, 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 the division one committee did not doubt you right before we jumped on the air uh, here just a minute ago. Uh, they ranked the, you know, their top teams and Louisville was ranked number one uh, on some of the merit of the things that we've talked about here today, though. So you get you, people are taking notice, maybe not the teams yet, but they're, they're yeah. the right. People are taking notice. So. Right. It's all about the building of the fan base because you touched on you know, how, how they're starting to learn stuff. Because I remember when U of L baseball was coming along. And it was the same kind of process. The, the fans are learning when to cheer and when, when not to cheer and things like that. And just watching the fan base grow. It's got to be fun to watch the fan base learn the sport just along for the ride. Oh, it, it's been awesome. And it really is a, a big reason why we've been able to make jumps every year. I think my first year 
here we had one sellout it probably was the uk game um and it's like doubled every single year so you can just see more and more people showing interest and then you get those regular season ticket holders coming back i think we sold out of our season tickets this year and so they're learning and they they're invested in our team and um so to have that it's priceless and when you have it you definitely don't want to lose it because it it helps with everything with recruiting with winning matches especially tight matches and just continuing to build momentum and you get so much support from the other athletes too and i remember i was at that kentucky game this year and i saw half the football team was in there you know, men's and women's basketballs there I mean, yeah they're just as excited as the fans are I know they're great. We had the swimmers this past weekend and, you know, they do the, where they um, have 26 pieces of clothing on and they take one off for every point. So the, the male swimmers, so, you know, it's got all the moms are over there, like looking up over the stand. <laughs> Motivate however you can. There you go. Uh, that's very interesting. I'm sure. I hope the, hope the, uh, the players, the players didn't get distracted. <laughs> At one point, they were kind of like, it's just funny. So they're looking up there like, we have a game to focus on here, ladies. So. I'm sure that was very distracting for yeah. the players as well. But they're fun. They started the wave. And so it was, just, it was a, fun, a fun game. Hilarious. Hey, uh, uh, recruiting. Um, I know recruiting is a little different, I think, for you guys. Uh, do you all have to start early? Or is that a double sport? Because I've heard where some sports like getting kids committed in middle school and yeah. ninth grade and all of that is volleyball one of those sports it was it was an NCAA kind of clamped down on the rules and it slowed it down quite a bit so now we're looking more at your junior year is when we can really start like talking to recruits but before it was eighth graders i mean i was on the phone with eighth graders every night eighth graders and freshmen so the rules have helped. It also, you know, it's interesting because when you were recruiting so young, you really could see like talent identification was huge. Maybe the most important part of recruiting because, mm. you know, you can get these kids to commit before they've really developed. And then they, you know, you got them before everybody wants them, but now there's no secrets, but that's okay. It definitely hopefully will cut down on transfers and, you know, help, athletes and parents make a better decision on where to go. And when it's not a eighth grader, you know, sometimes it'd be like, they, they don't even know where they're going to high school yet. And I'm talking to them about college. Right, right. <laughs> I, I know that in most interviews, you're probably talking about, uh, is, is it Aiko? Am I getting that right? Aiko. Yeah. Aiko Jones or Anna DeBeer, or yeah. you're, you're probably talking about the same names, but who are some of the names that uh, as this season continues to unfold, that volleyball fans need to know that these are the unsung heroes yeah. uh, on the team. Uh, it's tough because our players, you know, we're so balanced that we we have new player lead, like they lead us and kill every in every match. So it's mm -hmm. really varies. But you know, I think our back row players, you know, Elena Scott's a freshman libero, and she's getting um, attention, rightfully so. She's insanely good. But we have Aiden Bartlett and Alexa Hendricks are playing in every match, and their improvement has been insane and you know Iko Jones and Claire Chasse are fully capable of playing a whole match and not coming out but those guys are just playing too well so I look at them as kind of our secret sauce and our secret mm -hmm. weapon because everybody else gets talked about quite a bit right they they put on shows different nights 
Uh, you've been to the mountaintop. You know what it takes. Mm -hmm. Does it feel kind of like this might be something special happening? It really does. I was, but I was talking to my former boss, the um, and my former coach today, and I was like, I just, it's hard. Like I know how hard it is, and yeah. you, you gotta have some luck too. I mean, it, it's really hard to get to the top, but we certainly have the pieces in place, and you know, there's nobody, there's no other team in the country I look at like, man, we can't compete with them. So we have the physicality, we have the leadership, and and the things that you really you need to just compete at that highest level. So now it's like, are we clicking at the right time? Are we healthy? And of course, a little luck can can help at, at the end of the year. That's for sure. Oh, that's exciting. That's exciting. Oh, man. No, what's like fantastic is that she, she won't vote her team number one in the country. <laughs> well, are you the one vote that's holding them back? I mean, it'd be different if we were the only undefeated team. Then I would. But there's another. Texas is playing great and um they, yeah, were, they haven't beaten four they haven't beaten any top 10 teams i know but they were in the finals <laughs> last year they have everybody back so it's they, they have baylor this weekend so we'll see i mean if they, they play baylor twice and um this feels like a coaching tactic to me it feels like you're saying to your team i don't blame you i mean i get it i get it but but i Clearly, the Division One volleyball committee begs to differ. So there you go. <laughs> I know. I know. Let them, Coach, let Coach them make Kelly. that decision. She doesn't have to. Right, right. <laughs> Coach Kelly, I have a, I have another serious question. Okay. <laughs> I heard that you're, uh, you're a golfer, and I was just curious to know, uh, how did your golf partners play? <laughs> yeah, Kendrick was he. I said he's there for entertainment only. So just like on this show. <laughs> You're a man of consistency. I love it. I think we've golfed together twice now. And when he hits one like that gets some air in the general direction, I'm like, wow, great, great hit. <laughs> hey, I made a putt. <laughs> you did make a putt. There you go. How far was it? <laughs> no, I made a decent putt this last time. I didn't make it a decent a long putt. one. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I think I made two. I think I made two putts this time, but that's about it. That's the only time we use my contribution stuff. to the team. But you can't you can't kick him off the team because then there goes your comic relief. Exactly. <laughs> so hey, you hey, I'm on. a two time champion of that thing. That is true. Two -time. That, is, that is true. <laughs> now, not because not because you are, but because you were there. <laughs> but you're right. You are two time. It also takes the pressure off everybody else because you don't want to go to scramble and be the worst player. So it's like okay. <laughs> Awesome. So once you see the list, you're going, yes. <laughs> yeah. The is playing today. I haven't played golf since that day. <laughs> so there's that. Fantastic, fantastic. Coach, we are going to be rooting you on. Uh, again, just an amazing season. This is going to be a very pivotal month. Uh, hopefully you guys can continue to sustain that excellence and go into uh, – the tournaments at a very, very high level. But, man, we are so excited and proud of you. And thank you for jumping thank on you. with us today. Appreciate Thanks for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. Our pleasure. Thank you. Coach. Ladies and gentlemen, Coach Danny Busboom Kelly. There you go. All right. All right. All right. We'll see you guys hopefully at a see game. You. See you. Smoking guns?
No, that's the L, man. That's the L. L. You got your chop. We have the L. <laughs> smoking guns, baby. We might it might be a smoking gun too, okay? But you don't have to speak about the violence in our city. That's rude. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> man. <laughs> and that, I didn't say that. <laughs> when you say smoking gun, everybody, everybody. <laughs> I was gonna say when you say smoking gun to Louisville, we all know what that means. Um <laughs> I listen. I, I said this last week, and I'll say it again. That that match was one of the greatest sporting events I've ever seen. It was so incredibly intense. And then the fact that they came back against Duke this past week and dominated in the way that they did. I said, man, she's got some, she's got some. I'm, those are great questions that you asked, uh, Charlie, because she's definitely got some kind of secret sauce to to get them not to go too high. Uh, and they haven't experienced below yet, so I'm not sure what that's even going to look like yet, but they definitely don't allow themselves to go too high. They, they're they pretty measured and balanced in the way that they are approaching the season. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. They have a second matchup with Pitt at Pitt. At Pitt, in, yeah. In a couple yeah. Of weeks, and so that's going to be interesting. That'll be fun. To I, think it's the sec- I think it's the second – I think it's either the week before Thanksgiving or – I think so. It's something like that the week before. I listen. I'm I'm all in. The next time they play, I'm all in. I'm <laughs> scheduling that one on the TV, so I want to see that. So, uh, just just really really good stuff, man. Um, how you guys doing? By the way, I didn't get a chance to ask you any of that. We jumped right. <laughs> you. you guys had a good week. Good, had a good week. Business. Yeah, yeah, Charlie. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm here, so we're doing well. Uh, is here is here your only prerequisite to goodness? Is that was that what you? Hey, the lights are on. Yeah. <laughs> are we gonna see the stars tonight, Charlie? I know we know. You got Kendrick. Room. You got Kendrick here. So what? What other stars you need? You know what star? Kendrick. I mean, Charlie. You know. Don't do that. Don't do that. What other stars we need to see? I'm liking the helmets behind you, though. I am liking the helmet. I, I, now, is the one the black one? What is that? I don't know what that is. Oh, that's That's fancy. That's fancy. I like it. I like it. All right. Well, listen, uh, guys, it was an interesting week this past week. Some things happened we did not expect or predict. Uh, Right out the gate, Miami. Who knew? Van Dyke is playing well, so that's that's what's giving them a chance uh, to win. I saw, and that made made me ask the question. I want to ask you guys: Do we have to start considering Miami is possibly winning the ACC right now? Well, I mean, they listen. have the talent. I mean, Miami has the talent. I don't think they'll they'll uh, surpass Pitt though, unless Pitt just fall off the the wagon because they only have they only have one loss, right? In right in the conference, right. Um, Miami has like two, two, they have two, they have two, but they have the win over Pitt. I mean, if Pitt got the win over over Pitt, which is critical, yeah. Of course, Miami not beating Florida State, so that that's gonna throw them out. (laughs) That's that's all that's what I'm calculating. (laughs) I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing, Charlie. It's in uh, Tallahassee. Okay. Okay. Um, 
Man, another one that didn't surprise me. Notre Dame beat UNC. <laughs> Why? Well, I'm the the issue is not your guy, the guy that you whoa, 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 whoa. Don't don't no, first of all, let's let's put this in perspective. He's not my guy. Oh, we trust us. We know that. We have we have a fish. It's it's over. That relationship it's is over. Not, it's dead. He, he is not the issue. With he, that. he is not the issue. I'll <laughs> I, I, I reiterate. I'll say it again. He is not the issue. Go look at the stat line. Okay, I'll do that. I'll yeah. actually do that right Mark, now. And I'll you, even I even make it more simple than that, Charlie. Your offense puts up thirty four points. You're not supposed to lose by ten. That is true. <laughs> I'm just saying he is not the issue. So you can get off of UNC being the uh, him being the issue. Right. It's not like he's Carson Wentz. No, he's not. He's not that bad. He's not that bad. Listen, okay. I'm not gonna do that to the young man. Playing Carson Long, he struggled on yesterday. <laughs> that's an understatement. That is that, an understatement. That's a pass. <laughs> I, I was, oh my God, that was so bad. That was so bad. I'll say this. Sam Howe did not stink up the place Saturday. No, he he, he actually, uh, he had, actually carried him Saturday. Yeah, had a bunch of bed of roses. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he actually carried him Saturday. Other than the one interception, he was good. He was really good, as a matter of fact. Could you just give, give us the stats since you pulled it up? I'll give you the stats. He was 24-31, 341 yards, a touchdown. He ran for a touchdown, ran for 91 yards. He essentially was the bulk of the offense Saturday. So I, I'll give him credit for one game. I'll do that. I mean, let's look at some other stat lines since you got, you're on the North Carolina page, or did you just go to ESPN? Uh, I'm on ESPN. I'm on ESPN. Just pull up his his grand total. Uh, don't do this. Don't. This I want to see his touchdown to interception ratio. Uh, he has 19 touchdowns, seven interceptions. Not great, but not bad. Not great. How many touchdown runs does he have? Uh, that is a great question. Let's see. Rushing touchdowns for the great Sam Howell. Is, <laughs> How you make that face? Because <laughs> I'm, he has six of them, six so rushing touchdowns. touchdowns to seven interceptions. That's he is a no. That's not. He's not the problem. <laughs> he is not the problem. So you can stop choosing teams based based on Sam Howell being the problem. <laughs> Just choosing because they're they're not their team overall is not good. I mean, like the defense is have they have their issues, and if the offense can't function properly, then they go they gonna struggle. I, I like I like how you guys are trying to convince me of something that I've already made my mind up about. That's that's why I had to hit you with the what you talking about, Willis? What you talking about? Willis? <laughs> <laughs> um. We'll see this week's picks. I may change my mind. Let's see. Let's see who they play this week. Uh, Virginia Tech, Georgia Tech. Uh, not a lot of surprise here. Virginia Tech is a surprise because we don't know which one <laughs> really going to show up. Officially, they they actually uh, the quarterback played much better. But I think you can say the same thing about Georgia Tech. Like I don't know what Georgia Tech team going to show yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're in the same boat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Also, Boston College and Syracuse. Listen, listen. Dino, he's back. Dino's been back the whole year. They've been competitive. We said that they've been he's, competitive he's, the entire year. Yeah. Well, back in the sense of he won't have to. He, he won't have. He can call off the moving vans. I think he's going to be okay. <laughs> oh no! Even if he, even if um, that, that game was not surprising in a sense, it was surprising that it was such a large margin of victory. Right. Right. But right. Syracuse defense is, has been playing well pretty much, you know, the majority of the year. Uh, yeah. You know, getting stops when they needed it. Um, doing for the most part. Uh, but. I wasn't surprised that they actually won the game. I think that was one of my picks. Yeah, we had that. That, that was one yeah, we I'm all. I wonder what's happening with Boston College's offense because they had a decent offense to start the season, but these last two games, whew. yeah, it hadn't been good. Yeah, it hadn't been good. <laughs> well, I, uh, to, I just need for them to keep playing this way <laughs> one, one in, in the month of November. <laughs> I'm just saying. Is there a particular reason why you feel this way? <laughs> Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, to the surprise of no one, Wake Forest dominated Duke. Um, the one thing that I can you can just continue to say about Wake Forest, they're doing what they're supposed to do. They're yeah. doing what undefeated teams do. Uh, it will be interesting to see what the committee says about them tomorrow. Although I think it's pretty clear with them being number 13 in the country and where where the ACC kind of is in the ranking, I think it'll be pretty clear. But Wake Forest, barring a massive collapse these last three or four weeks, should be in – I mean, I can't imagine them not being in the championship game at this point. The oh, ACC no. championship game? You ACT, ACC, yeah, ACC championship game. Championship. Yeah, oh, yeah, we're not. Yeah. We're a long way away from the other stuff. Um, <laughs> Louisville, a very tough loss. I think the score doesn't really indicate how close the game was. Um, and I don't really understand what happened in the second half other than just. They had they so many just bad penalties. Charlie, yeah. have you ever seen in your lifetime an offensive lineman get flag for not one but two face mask calls yeah and they legit calls i'm like dude I'm no he did it like yeah. in plays of each other <laughs> face mask yeah yeah he licked hands to the face he had yes he had two face masks he grabbed the <laughs> the defender's face mask twice on the same and they were legit. they were legit i mean i just you don't see it called like that well, but see, this is my issue all right this is my issue. I'm a, of course, I'm a quarterback, offensive guy, a whole nine. Mm -hmm. They do not call offensive face masks nearly enough. I guarantee you if a defensive guy grabbed the face mask of an oh. offensive guy, the same way that offensive guys uh, stiff arm, Especially defensive stiff guys, arm. It's, it's just so bad. <laughs> and it's so inconsistent. And I guess that's why it's, you know, like we're sitting up here talking now, like you can't believe it, even though it's true, <laughs> but you can't believe it. It happens all the time, but the, right. the offensive guys get away with it almost every single time. 
it has to be really egregious before someone flags an offensive guy for face mask. The other disturbing part about that game, how Louisville lost, is they outgained NC State on the ground by nearly 200 yards. Wow. And you don't lose. You're not supposed to lose that game. Well, you don't. Normally, you don't lose that game, but that was not the case. Um, is Malik getting the wall? Passing wise, 11 28, 11 for 28, 219. Not the greatest day. Uh, had an interception tossed in there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he, he, he was moving the ball though. And, and they had, and again, he had, he had a couple uh, plays, got a couple completions called back because right. of the thing. And right. Yeah, the right. offensive line struggled. It's, it's weird to say that they struggled when they had two over 200 yards rushing. But they struggled on pass blocking. They yeah. were fine running the ball, but when it came to pass blocking, they struggled on Saturday. Uh, remember when we had all said last week that Virginia has this high-powered offense, and and they do. They did an amazing job scoring. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is they can't stop anybody. They couldn't stop anybody. And apparently BYU is better than advertised. So they they hung up. Uh, the books of the Bible on them, 66. Uh, <laughs> they slowed them down in the second half. I think they only had, what, 20 points in the second half? Oh, well, then, listen. You at gotta, half you gotta time, get... at time, it was unreal, the score. <laughs> yeah. I, Wasn't the I'm not sure like what. 42 to 40 or something like that. Yeah, it was some ridiculous number. It was like, <laughs> yeah, it was like some ridiculous number. But I I don't know, man. That and then that fourth quarter, the bottom just dropped all the way out. I don't know what happened in that fourth quarter. Now the bottom but. it dropped out long before the fourth quarter. <laughs> well, no, well, no, because in the the fourth, the third quarter, I think they they both scored a touchdown, and it was I wouldn't say it's close, but it was not far out of reach. But then that said, that fourth quarter was like, nah, we're done. We're done here. We're, we're about to close it out. Uh, then the final game of the of the weekend. Charlie, I, I have to say to you, uh, my heart was broken for you. Cause that's a that was a tough way to lose a game. Yeah. That that was that was anything that could have gone wrong did. Yeah. I mean, you know, and I've seen this, you know, happen in our favor when yeah. I'm playing, uh, you know, in our championship game. Our last drive, we had the same situation where we had two penalties that were 30 yards, and you know, and when you when you get 30 yards of penalties, mm-hmm. uh, no time comes off the clock, and you you're advancing the ball uh, even on top of the thing the, the yardage that you got. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you got 10 yards, I mean, you got that's a 25 yard game. <laughs> And so if you got 20 yards, you know, that's 35-yard gain. So, I mean, you know, you just start adding these numbers and the clock is still stopped. It plays a, a big part. But I'm, I've gotten pictures where that uh, sideline, the one that uh, they hit DJ on, he should have let him go. However, the pictures are showing that he was still in bounds when he hit him. Mm. It was going. He was on his way out, but yeah. he was still in bounds. So he wasn't like in the white mm. when it actually hit him. And so, you know, some of this 
of course, it goes back to just being disciplined. The man is running out of bounds, so there's really no need to. But DJ right. understood, you know, what he did right after he did it, knowing he's playing football. And, um, you know, I, I just – it was tough because they had played well. Pretty much the defense had played well, you know, pretty much the entire game. Yeah. Um, you know, they got stops when they needed them. Besides the last uh, touchdown they scored. Uh, but just – I'm just going to go out on a limb and say this. For any team trying to score at the end of a game, just give it up. Because we've seen now – I've seen two players – I don't know about uh, LT's injury, but – seen two players on these lateral, 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 trying to score from 80 yards. Yeah. Knowing that you're not going to get the ball, advance the ball, you know, to the touchdown when they got like 10 dudes back, you know, <laughs> protecting at the, at the 20 yard line, you know, it, it's not, you're not going to score. And so sometimes you just run, run, get what you can get. And if you can get one lateral pass a certain point, then you call it the day, but all this lateral, 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 and getting people hurt at the end of the game, and they're you know out for the season or out for a few few weeks uh, based upon the injury. Man, just I understand the whole philosophy and thought process, but I've seen too many guys get injured now, uh, and it's just not worth it. And. It was a nine and a half point uh, spread. <laughs> oh yeah! Oh, the betters took a beating on that one. They they took a beating on that one. So that was, uh, it made bad beats, I'm sure. Oh, no question. Yeah, it was absolutely. I think it led bad beats. In fact, <laughs> uh, it, you know, there's there's the philosophy of live to fight, and then there's the philosophy of live to fight another day. And I think there, I think you're one thousand percent correct, Charlie. You, you got to know when to pack up the tent and. You know, I was screaming at the, the screen last night with the Buccaneers. I'm like, why are you – why do you have Tom Brady out here now? It's over. You're not going to make up nine points in a, in 45 seconds. That's not going to happen. So, all you're going to do is get somebody hurt. And and I agree with you. It just, at that point in the game, it was, it was over. Let's just, you know, let's pack it up and see if we can get next week. So, uh, with all that being said, um, Kendrick, you broke even. I mean – you made even money this week if you were betting with Kendrick. If you bet with me and Charlie, you probably lost a little bit of money. Uh, but overall on the season, you're doing great. You're doing great with all of us. Seems like my name should be first because I'm in first. It was well, not. It's not a matter of first. We just. I just. <laughs> I put the put them down there and and I just. I know you went alphabetical. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I just put them down there. So there you go. Um, all right. Do you guys before we before we do our picks this week? Um everybody still believe in Wake Forest? Everybody still believe in Pitt? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. For for whatever reason, Pitt defense didn't didn't act like they were top notch. And my man Pickett missed some throws. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The ones that he normally he hit. And you were trying to get me on the train last week. And for some reason, you know, I'm always watching 
for some reason, he just didn't look like he was in it. Like the mm. coaches had to keep keep uh, asking him, like, are you okay? Uh, mm. And he just didn't seem like he was in the flow. You know, it just seemed like he was just out of it. So I don't know what that was, that, that was about. Uh, but, I mean, he still had a decent day. Right. Yeah. I mean, he has and he has some nice passes. I mean, he he missed some, but he he put some right on the money in tight windows. All right. But well, he, he still kept going to the sideline though. <laughs> I was waiting on that. <laughs> They're gonna go to the sidelines. Who they are? It's their identity. All right. Well, let's make these picks for this week here. Um, Charlie is not in favor of the sideline once again. I'm gonna have to change that banner every week. I think. Um, <laughs> this is not this is not uh wing t football <laughs> in high school and even even the, the midshipmen all, all them people they, they got signals they got cards or something charlie some people can't dance that's just how it is okay some people are just right here that's all they got that's all they can do charlie all I'm asking Coach Whipple to do is to just come into the 21st century. Uh, 21st century. We're not getting him on the show, that's for sure. Yeah, Sam Howe. Yeah, what's Sam Howe? That's a wrap. That list is growing daily. Uh, all right. Let's start with our Friday night game this week. Uh, Virginia Tech at Boston College. Or as I like to call it, the – I don't know, Bo. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going Virginia Tech because they played well last week on the road. <laughs> and you know what? I am too, but I've got pauses. I'm like, can they play well two games in a row? <laughs> right. That's what I said. I don't know, Bo. Boston this College. Was at Boston, Boston College. Boston College's offense has struggled the last two weeks. So, I, And Virginia Tech's defense has been okay. So I'll go with Virginia Tech. You know what? Boston College has not won an ACC game yet. They are 0-4 in the ACC. They will have the country to themselves this Friday night when they beat Virginia Tech at home. I'm going Boston I think you're just trying to come back. I am trying to come back. (laughs) That's also a part of my strategy. I got to zig when y'all attack it sometimes. All right? Uh, Number 10, Wake Forest. At North Carolina. Well, we Charlie, already know who you're picking. Charlie, you've already said that Sam Howell is not the problem. Now he's got uh, Wake Forest in a statement game at home. What are you doing, Charlie Ward? Well, I'm going with Sam Hartman because UNC's defense is, you know, struggling right now. And as we've seen Wake Forest, regardless of who they play, they are scoring points. <laughs> well, if you got a bad defense, they scoring points. And if your offense can't keep up with their defense, like uh, who's that? They play Army. Yeah, uh, <laughs> score was like seventy to fifty, so whatever right. it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, so their offense is scoring points, and you know their defense may not may not be able to stop people all the time. But if their offense can keep playing the same way. Uh, then their defense just need to get a couple stops so they can get 14 points ahead and uh, <laughs> call it a day. But I'm going with Wake Forest just because their offense is 
is rolling, and UNC's defense is struggling. So after all of that, you gave me that big Sam Howell speech. You, we looked up the stats. Y'all celebrated them. You going to wait for us? Yeah. Because, again, Sam Howell's not the problem. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sam I'm Howell not, don't play defense. Right. I'm not. So are you going to wait for us as well, Kendrick? What, is that game a night game or is it a day game? Uh, It's a day game. 11, it 11, night. Noon. Is that noon? Yeah. Why is that noon your noon? time? Yeah. Noon and that Louisville Clemson game is at 7 30. I don't understand that, but I will go. I think this game is going to be a lot closer than we think, just because I do have a little pause with Wake Forest defense. Because, wait, was it Navy that scored 50 points on them? Sam, I was better than that guy playing quarterback. And so Carolina's going to put up some points too. Uh, the over under is seventy six point five points. It's just to give you an indication of what Vegas thinks. You know what? I'm gonna predict the upset. I'm gonna predict the upset. I'm gonna go Carolina. Oh, look at you! Thank you for that, Kendrick. I appreciate it. That's a game I'll make up for uh, this week. Uh, give me Wake Forest. Um, let's go Pitt and Duke. This is probably not worth a lot of conversation. <laughs> Pitt rebounds <laughs> in a big way, I think. In a big way. Duke is starting to become the elixir to fix everything that ails you. If you're having trouble scoring, play Duke. Having <laughs> trouble with confidence, play Duke. Having trouble building team momentum, play Duke. <laughs> I got this question. Yes, sir. You know, with uh, Coach Patterson at TCU out. Ah. What do you good think? Question. About, um, uh, what's the Duke's coach name? Uh, Cutcliffe. Cut, Cutcliffe, yeah. Cutcliffe. Do you think he may be on his way out? No question. No question. But I would say this. If I'm Duke, well, I don't – I have not heard yet here why Patterson is out. So that's the part that has me a little bit concerned because right. I don't know if it's health related or fatigue well, or what the case may be. They've lost like the last three games. Yeah, but they've had years where they lost before. I mean, that's not a you know. I mean, unless he's just tired of this particular team, I don't know. But, but, we're, I'm, but, I'm, but we're in this age now where last year he was okay. The last significant year I think he's had where he was where he's been like. Had the team in the top was maybe 2014. Right, 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 right. And all the other years have been okay. But he's but he's always been competitive, though. I, I would say that. I mean, he's not he's never not been competitive. They've always been sniffing around goodness, if you will, and positive but, but years. He, but just think of this. I, I'm now not in favor of firing guys in the middle of the season. Yeah. Well, he walked away. They they asked him to finish, and he, he walked away. Well, so, yeah. I mean, if I'm gonna get fired, just, just let me go. I mean, right. don't, don't have me on like like a, like the last dance or the last leg, and yeah, you know, I'm just hanging. Right. Uh, don't fire me at five o'clock. Fire me at nine a.m. Fire me at nine a.m. Fire me before I even get in the car. Right. Call me that morning. Yeah. And so I just think they're they're 
it's very similar to like a Texas, even though they had some some issues with um, Coach Herman, you know, some other things. Right. But they're looking at who could potentially be the next coach, and they're trying to get ahead of it. So everyone's running after Sonny Dykes and, right. the, and the coach at uh, UTSA because they're, you know, having a great year. Right. But UTSA has just been on a steady climb. They're finally gotten to a point where they've, you know, gotten to the to the top right now. Still have a few more games to go. Uh, but I just think uh, it, it was one of those deals where they, they're looking at who may be available, um, you know, on the block right now coming up. And they want to get ahead of it to be able to find their new voice because I coach Patton's been there for a long time. He's 20 a, years, 20 years. That's a long time. They don't, their coaches aren't staying. <laughs> you know, yeah. That's a long, that's a long time. Yeah. I, I would be interested to see a, if Duke will make a move and try again, try to hit the reset button again. And would Coach Patterson be somebody that they would go after? Because that's a pretty good swing for the fences. And and maybe he can drag some people out of Texas uh, to come to that program. I don't know. But but good point. I mean, he could be, could be a good possibility to be able to be someone at Duke. Duke, like I said, it's an academic school, basketball school. Right. Uh, so you're going to need – But similar. Similar. Very similar. Very yeah. Yeah, he would understand how to get the type of player that they need there. And I think it'd be an interesting, I would say, lateral move. Like, I, I wouldn't say that's an upgrade, more like a lateral move uh, right? for for him, I guess. Is is, is TC, well, TCU's better than Duke, I guess. I don't know. That's a weird move, but. But it could. But listen, you go where the where the opportunity takes you. I guess you, when you don't have a job, it's not yeah. lateral. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Nowhere but up. <laughs> when you don't have a job, that's not. That's a fantastic thing. Oh, all right. Uh, what about Georgia Tech and Miami? Oh, we're going to hot hand, <laughs> Miami. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah, still I, I would think Miami. They're starting, they're, go there. starting yeah. to play with a little swagger. The quarterback has a little swag about him. Mm-hmm. Um, they're <laughs> playing well. And the defense, of course, they got a good portion of their best players uh, out. But the freshmen stepped up and two, two freshmen safeties. Uh, the defense is playing Okay, uh, they played against Pitt last week, gave up 34 points, but right, um, still nonetheless, you know, they got turnovers, um, and did what they needed to do to be able to get stops when they needed them. So, I, I, I'm going with Miami. I don't think anything else needs to be said on my end. I'm, Miami, it is. Uh, the two to me, the two most interesting games this week, uh, NC State and Florida State, um. I'm, well, because I'm interested to see if Florida State can bounce back from the emotional side of that loss. Um, Bro, that, yeah. I mean, we've been, well, we've lost emotional games uh, <laughs> like Jacksonville State. 
<laughs> yeah, but I, but, I, but I think they know that why they lost that one. I think there's question. They should not have lost this game. This I last agree. Game. I mean, yeah. I uh, they should have lost Jacksonville State. I agree, but 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 this one was this is one of those ones that you can hang your whole program hat on, and uh, even though the teams are down years, still you hang your whole program on that. He's like, okay, look, we're definitely moving in the right direction, and then you know to lose it that way was kind of a funky, funky thing. So uh, I'm curious to see if they can if they can get past that. Yeah, the thing that I've been most impressed about Florida state this year has been, they've been consistent. Mm. The only game that they weren't really consistent in was, you know, Wake Forest. Um, but all the other games have been competitive, you know, one score type games. They had flashes of what they could be, you know, like the Louisville, the second half, mm-hmm. you know, they played really well. The defense has been coming on uh, late of late. I mean, when you start looking at it, 24 points, giving up 24 points. Um, you know, they shouldn't give up the last touchdown, but 24 points is not uh, is not bad. Um, right. But they've been consistent. And what I mean by that, they've been competing at a high level, mm-hmm. meaning they've been in games um, and giving themselves a chance to win. And I don't see this being in, uh, the rest of the way, I don't see it being any different. Okay. Um, with any team, you know, regardless of who it is, because they're starting to play, um, you know, competitive ball and not turn the ball over, or even though they did turn over a couple times um, defensively, you know, getting a turnover. My only concern with Florida State is if we need to put together a drive where teams aren't going to let us run the ball, just like the other day uh, against Clemson, when we needed a drive, put a drive together or drives together, we 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 haven't been able to do it. If uh, Travis Jordan Travis has a throw from the pocket, yeah, I mean that's that's my only concern. Like if he can get out of the pocket and make things happen from that perspective, we're good. Like against uh, Syracuse. But if they don't allow him to get out of the pocket and he has to make, you know, contested throws or throw guys open or anticipate throws, um, that's my only concern. Okay. But running the ball, we should be able to, like you said, if, if Louisville can run the ball, I know we should be able to run the ball. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's why I'm with Charlie. That's why I'm going with Florida State because Florida State can obviously run the ball and NC State's run defense is suspect. So I got to go with Florida State. Okay. Well, listen, I'm picking against you, Charlie, but not because I don't believe Florida State can win. I have to make up points somewhere. <laughs> you gotta so, so this is the game I choose to make up points in. Okay. Okay. Uh, game of the week. All further behind. Very possible. Very possible. Very possible. Um, the final game of the week, Clemson and Louisville. Uh, Clemson's coming to Louisville. I would think that the, I guess the crowd's going to show up for this one. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? <laughs> um, Kendrick, what are your thoughts? Clemson and Louisville. What are you, what are you thinking? Well, with Louisville not now having three of their top players out now, because Keetrell Clark, he's out for the season after he got injured against NC State. He's their top defensive back. 
they already lost Montgomery for the year. Mm-hmm. The top defensive end, and they, and they lost um, uh, Smith, the receiver, earlier. In Number the season. eighty-one. So, huh? Number eighty-one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, they, they've been hit hard, man. It's 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 uh. Yeah. It's turned so, into a mass unit. And so, I think I, I I still like Louisville's chances, but I think I'm gonna have to go with Clemson. So you're going with Clemson. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's the, the injuries are just piling up. I, and, and I think Malik will have a good game. I still think Malik will have a good game. He's been fine. His numbers weren't all that great against NC yeah. State throwing the ball, but he's been fine. Yeah, he wasn't terrible. Even though it didn't look great, it wasn't terrible. And but the thing is that the offensive line's got to show up the pass block, pass protection, because you can't right. you can't keep getting hit in plays and having them called back for holding and stuff like that. Right. So, but I, I'm gonna go with Clemson this game. Okay, uh, Charlie, who are you going with on this one? Um, I'm going with Kendrick. Clemson, you know they they'll find a way to win the game. I don't know how many points because <laughs> they're still struggling offensively. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, they they really literally had what was it, seventeen points? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, um, before that, before the final drive. Yeah, and so, I mean, their uh, Florida State's defense was good, but their offense still is struggling, like tremendously. Yeah, which so, is why I'm going Louisville. I I don't I haven't seen anything out of Clemson that would make me go any other way. It, it they're they're just not great this year, and and that's fine. I mean, listen. People want to crucify Dabo Sweeney, and I can't believe I'm about to defend Dabo Sweeney, but I am. Uh, people want to crucify him and and what the program is, and I've, I've heard calls for assistant coaches to be replaced. That and the other, come on, guys, listen. What you're experiencing at Clemson right now is called normality. <laughs> Everybody goes through down years. It happens. It's not uncommon for you not to have a great season. So. It's just what it is, and get over yourselves thinking that you you deserve to be at the top of the pile every year. That's not how it works. So uh, I'm sorry. Listen, I watched the best team in college football play this past week uh, on, on the other show that we do tomorrow, the five. Uh, all of the guys said, "Oh man, this is the trap game for uh, Georgia." They're gonna no. It is not a trap game for Georgia. That defense is amazing. And they're probably going to win a national championship. How is a rivalry game like that a trap game? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. I just so who does Georgia play this week? Um. So where's the trap game? I mean, where's the trap game? I don't. I don't know why they were calling it a trap game. I honestly don't get what they were saying. Or I was like, there's no trap here. Georgia's defense doesn't believe in traps. They oh, believe in whooping tail, and they're doing a very good job of it. So they must have been saying a trap game for the season, like the end. Like they were, they were trying to say for the season that they maybe maybe they are they are, you know, uh, they play Missouri. So, you know, they believe in dominance. The you know Missouri what? Games more of a trap game. <laughs> <laughs> you know what was interesting? You know what was interesting about that game? Not to I know this is an ACC show, but just we're here now, so. What was interesting to me about that game is that they allowed Florida to score in that last two minutes, and I think they were highly disappointed. 
Yeah. I think they were they were very frustrated because they wanted the shutout. Mm-hmm. So when a team is playing at a level like that, where it's not about whether or not we're going to win, the challenge is can we shut them out? But there's some um, uh, there's some rewards for shutouts, right? Yeah, yeah, and I think they were they were they were really they really wanted those rewards. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Um, I'm going to go Louisville. I just haven't seen anything in Clemson this year that would make me think that they can sustain excellence. Uh, and I'm not saying this game was excellent. I'm just saying they won. So, but they haven't shown me anything that would show me that they're going to continue to win back to backs. I mean, no, they're just not that team this year. It's okay. I mean, you know, it's just okay. I mean, so, Clemson only has what two losses or three? Um, Georgia and is it three or let me it's see? Just two. Georgia and uh, was it? It's three. NC State. Three. Yeah, it's three. Uh, yeah, it's three. Georgia, NC State, Pitt. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. so, I mean, that they haven't lost. And, I mean, they can put together two just decent performances. I mean, the Florida, said Florida State wasn't all that, wasn't that great of a performance. But either. they really haven't they put together haven't. two decent performances. Like, they got back-to-back wins, but one of those twice, but one of those was against South Carolina State. Against Georgia Tech, they were only able to put up 14 points. Against Boston College, they, only, they won, but they were only able to put up 19. Against Syracuse, they won mainly because they put up 17 and Syracuse kicker couldn't make the kick, which, you know, I mean, I, I it's just I don't see it. But we'll see. The 30 points, I think, is the most they put up all season, and that was a fluke. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Well, against ACC opponents. That was the most they put up against ACC opponents all season long. And that was that was more about what Florida State didn't do than it was about what they yeah. did. I mean, I picked Clemson yeah. to win it, but I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised if Louisville won the game. But I'm I'll right. go. I'm going with Clemson, but I mean, it wouldn't shock me. Well, again, I got to make a point somewhere, so I'm going with you know. <laughs> <laughs> if Louisville was at full strength, I definitely would pick Louisville in that game. But yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, no, no question about it, no question about it. All right, uh, final shout outs for the evening again. Thank you to Coach Kelly. Uh, they are a, uh, a dynamite, dynamite team. Apparently, uh, as we were, like I said earlier uh, in the interview, as we were coming on the air, the Division One Volleyball Committee has them number one in the country uh, over Texas, mainly because, they, like I said, they've beaten four top ten teams. And, and not just beating them, but been pretty dominant. Uh, Pittsburgh game was their only Yeah, Pittsburgh the only game that was like, you know, a game, so um, they're 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 a solid solid team, man. So I'm excited. I'm thankful for them to uh, for her to come on and join us today. You guys got any shout outs before we uh, head off into the sunset here? Yeah, I shout out to um, my man, Jameis Winston. Yeah. Um, hopefully they they uh, they outlaw. You know that whole, you know, horse collar, horse collar. Either yeah. even if it's on the front of the jersey, um, or, or you know, anything inside or on the nameplate, like like this happened. Yeah. Um, I wish him the best in his recovery. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he was. I know he's ecstatic after the game. I don't know if you saw the video. 
I did. I did. <laughs> after the game, even though he was hurt. Yeah. Um, uh, but I know he was excited for uh, Trevor coming in and doing a great job to to finish off that game. Um, and again, JSU, Jacksonville State, and FAMU Rattlers won their games this week weekend. They're the top two teams in the uh, SWAC. Yeah, and. Two coaches led by two ACC guys, even though, well, Dion didn't play in ACC, um, but he for the State Seminoles, so he got he's a grandfathered in. Congratulations uh, <laughs> to um, you know both of those guys. Well, um, and and speedy, hopefully a speedy recovery to Dion. Hopefully he can get better. Um, not sure the totality of what's going on with him, but just hopefully he gets better here soon. Yeah, that's him. Yeah. Kendrick, you got any shout outs you want to give? I'll give a big shout out to uh former card, Louisville native Adam Duvall for the Atlanta Braves at the Grand Slam last night in the World Series. Uh they lost the game, but I mean he's played well in the World Series. He's got I know he has two home runs in the World Series. So shout out to him. He he'll say he's from here. He he was in the Reds organization, so he played here with the Louisville Bats at one point. And he eventually mm -hmm. got traded, kind of bounced around there for a little while, but he's yeah. he's uh, found a home in Atlanta, and he's playing well in the World Series. So shout out to Adam Duvall. Yeah, man. Uh, oh, uh, listen, I, I wonder if they opened up the door last night. It's going to be interesting to see uh, if they, uh, you know, when you got a team on the ropes, you got to put them away. And, uh, they had they a crazy not. stat last night, though. You know yeah. the uh, the team that has clinched the World Series has not done it at home since 2013. Well, that is a crazy stat, <laughs> especially especially when we we know that people fight for home field advantage. If there's a sport where home field advantage doesn't mean anything, I feel like it doesn't either. Because <laughs> because it's, at the end of the day, it's baseball. It's a ball flying at you at 100 miles per hour. Either you can hit it or you can't. It doesn't matter. <laughs> where you are when you do it. So, I don't just know. Think, just think of this, though. In baseball, they have this 2-3-2, two, two, uh, you know, setup. Yeah. So, if you don't clinch in game five, most times you're going to clinch on the road. If right. You're going six or seven. And so, most of the World Series games go to a game six. Right. Mm -hmm. And so uh, if you're and that's so that that's that could definitely happen. I mean it has happened, but it yeah. I can see it happening. Uh my shout outs are to uh two of our uh people in noise media, our staff, Ron Nolan and Al Brown, who have birthdays both today and tomorrow. So Ron's birthday is today, Al's birthday is tomorrow. So shout out to the to our brothers. Uh, on their birthdays, respective birthdays. Uh, I know Ron is in full turn up mode. Um, uh, Charlie, you may want to close your ears. He's drinking bourbon. Is he on Bourbon Street? No, 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 he's not. Well, uh, metaphorically, yes. Not <laughs> Not literally, 
but metaphorically, yes. <laughs> <coughs> so shout out to him and shout out to Al who will be experiencing his birthday excitement. You don't have to, don't have to, don't have to tell me. You have to tell his his liver that. <laughs> well, look, listen, if you know Ron, Al, uh, Charlie, if you know Ron, his liver is fully aware of what he's up against. <laughs> <laughs> He's fully aware. So uh, shout, shout out, out to my both boy of them. Cooper Rush last night coming in for the Cowboys and winning that game on the road at Minnesota. That was crazy, wasn't it? Cooper that Rush. was crazy. That game was crazy. So, all right, guys, it's been great. It's been fun as always. This is Believe in the ACC. That is Charlie Ward. That is Kendrick Haskins. I am Lloyd Spence. We will be back here, same bat time, same bat channel. Well, I say that and then we'll be on Tuesday. So let me just say we'll be back next week and we'll leave it at that. Have a great, great week, guys. You've been listening to Believe in the ACC with Charlie Ward, Lloyd Spence, and Kendrick Haskins. Please like, follow, subscribe, and share from the Noisemakers page on Facebook and on YouTube. And you can also listen to us on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, and wherever podcasts can be heard. And join us next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.